Are you ready to generate way more leads with way less struggle? I have great news for you. I'm now accepting new students into High Performance Agent Academy. Inside the Academy, you'll get eight months of customized support from me and get access to my entire playbook, sales, marketing, social media, systems, all of it ready for you to copy and paste right into your business. Check the show notes for the link to learn more. We start on May 1st. Hey, my name's Tina Bellavo, and I am obsessed with all things real estate, growth, marketing, social media, technology, and team building. If you're an ambitious agent who's hungry to grow, work on your own terms, and build a thriving life outside of your business, this is the podcast for you. I got into real estate when I was 18 years old and grew my business from nothing through referrals and social media. And since then, I've built a top-performing team, and I've sold over 1,700 homes and $400 million in sales volume. In this podcast, I keep it real, and I tell you exactly what I'm doing to sell tons of houses, lead my team, market my brand, grow my social following and database, and maintain incredible work-life balance. I'll never shy away from sharing my biggest mistakes as well as the juiciest parts of my secret sauce. Pull up a seat and get ready to learn and be inspired. This is the High Performance Agent Podcast with Tina Bellavo. All right. Welcome back to the High Performance Agent Podcast. I am so excited for today's episode because I'm changing things up. I don't want to give the longest backstory in the world, but I have a special guest here. Her name is Laura Malik. Say hi, Laura. Hi. And for any of my regular listeners, you might have noticed that I have not posted a new episode in a really long time. And I've been on this journey <laughs> for months where I came back from my maternity leave thinking I would just like dive back into the podcast and it just didn't work out that way and I was having a lot of mental blocks about what I even wanted to do and how and what I wanted to talk about and part of what I've been feeling is this craving to shift from being deeply tactical to a little bit more thoughtful introspective and really like exploring all the other parts of entrepreneurship and leadership that have honestly weighed heavier on me over the years. Leadership, team building. And sometimes it's been hard for me to figure out how to get like as real and deep as I'd like to when I'm really in the tactical topics. And I know that I have more to teach in the tactical realm, but I also feel like my first 20 some episodes were some of my greatest hits. So I, I just wanted to change gears. And I couldn't figure out how. And then I had an aha moment, hence Laura being here. So Laura is one of my dearest friends. We're also collaborators. We work together at the same brokerage. We talk all the time. And we talk in Voxer. And if you don't know what Voxer is, it's a voice memo app. So she and I brainstorm and mastermind and help each other in Voxer constantly. <laughs> and I've said to her so many times, this should be on the podcast. This should be on the podcast. And finally, I was like, Oh, this is the new chapter for the podcast. So welcome to season two. Laura and I are going to start just unpacking some real estate specific business things here. And she and I decided to start off with a specific topic today. But first, I've done all this talking. Laura, do you, is there anything you want to say to introduce yourself? You're an amazing businesswoman. You've been in real estate for, I think, coming up on 10 years. You're a $10 million producer. 
you've got a small team with your husband, you run lean and mean, you're a mom of two, you're an amazing marketer, you have a beautiful brand. Those are some of my favorite things about you and knowing you. But what do you want to say before I just jump into this fun new format here? (laughs) Oh, man. No, I appreciate that. I always love our conversations in in Voxer and I'm excited to be here. I think you kind of introduced me beautifully. Thank you. That's who I am. And I guess the biggest thing is I'm very multi-passionate, you know, and I'm a high achiever. And then we're here because I want to unravel and talk to you about kind of being the bottleneck in my business, a little frustrated that I'm not where I want to be and I'm not and I'm holding myself back. Oh, man, right away. That feels like a a little bit of like a punch in the gut because I think for any high achiever, like we're never where we want to be. In fact, I'm in the middle of reading this incredible, slowly reading (laughs) this incredible book on perfectionism. And I'll have to come back and remember the title of it later. But it's it's not your typical. Here's how to stop being a perfectionist. It's more like you know, embrace being a perfectionist because you actually can't stop, first of all. Second of all, it's your superpower. And what's innate about being a perfectionist is you are always going to see the gap between where you are and where you could be or how something is and how it could be. So I think that's like the high achievers dilemma of of how to have peace with seeing that, like that tension between how things are and where they could be. Mm-hmm. Well, and I agree with you on that point. And I feel that I have a pretty decent mindset around that. Like I used to kind of feel guilty. I used to give myself like self-doubt and I worked myself through that. And where I feel like I'm struggling now is to continue to embrace it. And like, it's always a good reminder, but how could I actually leverage my time so that I can do more? And I would rather I hang on to everything. And like you always kind of hear about that, like you can get farther with the right people next to you or the right people helping you. And that looks, but I know like for me personally, there's a lot of admin that I'm still stuck in, you know, in the real estate world. And I kind of always just think like if I had somebody to help me with these very important tasks and help me, like there, there is somebody else that could do it. And yet I don't ever take the plunge to shift over and hire so that I have more freedom to build the bigger things that I'm looking at or to implement all the things that I want at a high level. Yeah. So let's just go right there. Okay. Cause you've given like a good kind of framework of the fact that like admin is like a current issue, but let's talk about, cause you said to me, I want to stop being the bottlenecks. That's the tentative title for this episode. So just to kind of paint the picture of what your business looks like, cause I think it's so helpful to hear how other people's businesses work. Can you just explain who is already supporting you and what their roles are, just in a very brief way? Yeah, I have. My husband is still a firefighter at the fire department, but he also got licensed because with his schedule, he could help out. And his he really helps out with the buyer showing and then takes over a lot of all of the agent conversations. So I really deal with the lead generation, meeting the clients, the marketing, you know, all things administratively for the most part as well. I do have and like it's like part-time admin runner help. And that's my issue is I have a person and she's willing actually to put in 20 to 30 hours. And if I'll just be completely transparent, I'm really only paying her and using her for like one to two hours a week because I feel like, oh, it's just so much faster if I do it than I try to tell somebody else how to do it. But she's there and she supports in all different ways and helps with like the running because the business does, you know, pop buys and events and things like that. 
And then a huge area that has leverage that I took this plunge last year and it's the best investment that I do is I really do have a marketer that helps me with my the branding, the Canva graphics if needed, the email, making them look pretty, keeping me up up to date on all of my marketing. And that's been amazing. So like I see the benefit of leverage and yet I still hold myself back from really growing the business to where I want to grow. I mean, if I'm being completely honest with the business, we're stuck. We've been stuck for the last three years. Like do what you've always done, get what you've always got. And I don't want to be stuck anymore. Like I want to move up to the next level, I guess you could say. Yeah. I think I don't want to go too far off topic. And I love everything that you just shared. I love your candor. It's one of the million reasons I like to talk with you because it's hard to admit those things. But I think sometimes it's great to be peaceful at the plateau and like getting to a certain point on the mountain. It's like, I want to slow down and enjoy it. But it's funny, you and I were conversing recently and I was kind of encouraging you to like stay on the plateau. And you were like, no, like I want to grow. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, then if that's the case, then we should really talk about like da 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 da. So I just want to kind of like, it was a funny moment where I was like, oh, I'm really not hearing what you're saying. Cause I've been really like peaceful at my plateau for my business for a good while. So I think there's, there's that to acknowledge for anyone listening of like, where are, like, I just want to give you permission if you've actually built your business to a point where it works really well for your, for your life and your family or whatever else you have going on. Like, that's a really powerful thing. But yeah, do what you've always done and you'll get what you've always gotten. And, and that can be good news is I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to say. So for oh, yeah. you. I mean, it's a- it's a great oh, reminder. No, I was just going to like say it's a great reminder for, you know, like the hustle world where they say more, 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 you know, you and I are both good at more is not necessarily better. But if you do get to a point in your business where like it's where I'm at now that I was like, okay, I'm, I'm done with my plateau and yet I can't get anywhere else because I can't get out of my own way. In case you missed it, High Performance Agent Academy is officially open for new students and we start on May 1st. Do you feel frustrated by making slow progress, sick of your systems and CRM being a mess, lonely and tired of figuring out how to grow your business on your own, and are you ready for a breakthrough in your sales, marketing, and lead generation? First of all, you're not alone. I have been there and I've blazed the trail to solve all of those problems. I've assembled every single system, template, and marketing strategy I use so you can copy and paste them right into your business. If you're ready to transform everything about your real estate business, this is your golden opportunity. I will walk alongside you for the rest of 2024 and help you plug these systems directly into your business. And we will customize every element to your market, your brand, your voice, and your goals. High Performance Agent Academy starts on May 1st, and I don't want you to miss the boat. Head to the show notes to get the link or DM me on Instagram at Tina Bellavo, and I'll send you everything you need. See you in the Academy. Yeah. So let's talk about where you're in your own way. So would you say it's all administrative or are you in your own way in some other places? Like let's, let's run through everything before we just assume it's like transaction coordination. Yeah. Well, what do you think you need to let go of? Let me ask you that more clearly. Tell me all the things you'd like to let go of first. It's I definitely am more of like a visionary individual. And so I just, you know, I see 
all the great things that I want to implement. And then it's like the nitty gritty of actually how to do it or how to get there. Then I'm like, well, that sounds miserable and I don't want to do all of that. (laughs) And so admin is definitely a big part, but it's like anytime, even if like I throw a client event, you know, and I know you're familiar with those. So that can, it's all that getting the graphic for it and setting up how they're going to RFVP and making sure the emails go out and then getting all the vendors put together and like, I am talking to the systems queen here. My systems are not as good as yours. I know what I'm doing, but I think that's also why I'm the bottleneck is because I can't pass it off because my system's in my head. Mm, Yeah. So, yeah, I love this. I'm actually like making notes while we're talking to make sure I I don't lose the couple threads that I want. So what? whenever I start to feel like I'm the bottleneck, it, there's a great book too. I think you might have turned me on to it years ago. It's called Who Not How. I'm actually recommending two books in this episode. First is Who Not How. So it's basically stop asking yourself, how do I do this? And how do I, you know, figure out how to automate my thingy? Or how do I like, no, it's it's a who question. Who could do this for me? Who could solve this problem? Who already knows how to do this that could add value to my business? So that would be a book rec for you, for anyone listening who's feeling this way. And then I did want to say the other, the perfectionist book is called The Perfectionist Guide to Losing Control. So just throwing that out there for people. But what I'm thinking about, Laura, is like, okay, let's analyze who you have. So the first two questions I like to ask myself when it's time to figure out some leverage are, number one, is there anyone who's currently working for me where the performance is a problem? Like wrong person or maybe like right person on the wrong seat of the bus? So that's one question. And then the other question is, who do I have that's already working for me or who's already like in a very close reach that I just haven't tapped into the way that I could? So for you, I don't want to ask you two questions at once. So let's start with the second question. Is there anyone in your circle that you've thought about tapping into, but you just haven't made that move yet? Yes, I I believe so and want to say yes, like the person that I have that like wants to like she's amazing and sometimes that I've heard she's so overqualified for the things that I want but she wants to be mm-hmm. in my world and she wants to help me and I don't know how to let her help me. And we're meeting this week actually, so that's exciting. So there's definitely so much potential there especially knowing that she wants to put more hours in. I don't know if this is like me I'd like to say that I feel like I can lead, but then I, I I doubt myself because I don't know how to give things to her or lead or show up and get things off my plate. I love this. I'm I'm like getting so pumped talking about this. So one thing that really gives me a lot of freedom in leading and hiring people and really just communicating in general, but especially with these conversations is to name exactly what I'm feeling and worried about and acknowledge it to them and then check it out with them. So I could see if I were like in your shoes sitting down with this person and being like, hey, I think the world of you, I love that we're working together. And right now, like I know that you're willing to do more and I haven't been giving you more. I have this paranoia that you're so overqualified that it's ridiculous for me to ask you to do some certain things for me. Would you open to me telling you my wish list of what I wish you could be helping me with? And then can I give you permission to be super candid back with me about how you would feel about doing those things? Could you see yourself having that conversation? Yes. Like, I know you could. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> I could. It's just being so upfront where like, and especially with errand running and admin, I think there's this really weird dynamic that I have felt where it's like, it feels awkward to be like, this task is a little beneath me, but will you do it? Especially like, <laughs> you know, another like grown adult, like, I don't really want to take my return, my Amazon returns to the FedEx store, but you can like, do you have any of that like sort of junk in your head? I did. I am able to ask her like to do at least that. Like it was very weird at first, like the errands, but I do. And then, but now it's like coming to the business part, you know, like the, there's just so much parts of the business and real estate that are so important, but they're like small, minor details. And I don't know. There's, I almost want to go here. Like, so I feel comfortable having that conversation with her. I'm, I'll work on my mindset. Like, I think I need to have that conversation that you just said just to really open it up. I feel like I've tried. And then I feel like she said, like, you know, you know, give it to me and I'm willing. And then here's where I feel like I'm the bottleneck is that I can't even articulate what I need. I feel like I'm always in the moment when I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. But now I have to because she's not on call. Like, she's not ready yet. Yeah. You know, right now, if I were to get something that I needed done tonight or tomorrow or I mean, obviously, that's a lack of me not planning. But still, that's that, that's where I'm at. I feel like I'm in the moment. I'm like, oh, I should have really had someone else do this. So then I'm stuck doing it. But then I don't learn from it. And I, I don't even know what list to give her. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. First of all, like, that's so human. Everything you just said. <laughs> and second of all, yeah, it's, it, it is that like there's the permission conversation, which is kind of what I would term what we were just talking about. And then moving into actual implementation. So I, I was like, I want to say I'm not a guru, but like, I'm like, well, actually, I have really figured out how to delegate and leverage at a pretty deep level. And I've basically built these really unsexy habits to make sure it happens. So I am actually dealing with the exact thing that you're talking about right now. So every year, and I've even referenced this on prior podcast episodes, every year in January, I do these annual administrative projects. And every year I'm like, I should give this away. And then I'm like, whatever. It's like 10 hours. It's done. It's only once a year. So I have very strong rationalizations for continuing to do these things. It's updating my home bot. It's updating birthdays and home anniversaries in my mailbox power, which is my gift software. And creating a couple new tags in the CRM. Like I'm just laughing thinking about it because all of it is very documentable. <laughs> so this year I was like, no more. I need to give this to my team's admin, Melissa, to do. But it is detailed and there's a bunch to do. So I was like, okay, like I'm going to do what I've always done. I'm going to do this myself and put it all in a Google document that is a how-to. So I've spent time off and on throughout January just building this out how to do this, how to do that, because I did need to get it out of my head. So the only way I've figured out how to get things out of my head is to either write them down in a Google document and we keep like a policies and procedures folder in Google Drive. And then I just have a ton of documents in there, all titled whatever they are. And then eventually, as you build that out, you might need to like sort and organize that a little bit. But they're just living documents that are easy to update. And then anyone in my Google Apps environment, I can share it with them and they can look at it. So I know it's not rocket science. Some things are better screen recorded, which you can do with Loom or Zoom. If you have a Zoom paid account, you can you know, save recordings forever and not worry about losing them. 
there's other ways to accomplish that too. But some form of screen recording, if you're, you know, just doing something that would be kind of hard to describe in words and or depending on like the learning style of who you're trying to train. So that's how I delegated pretty much everything, maybe not everything, but a lot and a lot of the administrative things in my business. So this year it was me going, oh, oh my gosh, like yet again, you know, this is the fourth year in a row that I just keep DIYing these things that I could have handed off. So I just had to document it. And then I had a similar situation yesterday. I met with my marketing contractor, who is also your marketing person. (laughs) Thanks to you. (laughs) I met her. And I realized that there are... Sometimes I do this crappy thing where I give away pieces of something, but then I'm still the one in the middle who like has to do something at the beginning, the middle (laughs) and the end, which is brutal, right? It's one thing to start it or finish it. The middle is really nasty. So like my giveaways... I have this great process for doing giveaways in Facebook groups and using them to harvest emails, build my database, build my email list, and generate buyer and seller leads. But I've realized that I had only delegated pieces that do not flow together at all. So like the conversation that I had with Alicia was like, oh my gosh, I need to give you the contest completely. The only two things I want to do are the very beginning where I decide what we're giving away because that's the visionary part. I like to pick the item and make sure that it's awesome and that people will actually want to enter enter the giveaway. Then she makes the 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 entry form, she markets it in Facebook, she gathers all the winners and then at the end I was like I just want you to send me a Google sheet of everyone's first and last name and then all I do is copy and paste them cuz I like to go live. And so this is just like a super nitty-gritty example for anyone who's like but how do I actually delegate? So for me I'm like I want those names and I'm going to copy and paste them into my little wheel thingy where I go live on Facebook and go, "Hi everyone. It's Tina, the friendly neighborhood realtor in Lutherville. I'm about to pick our winner and then I pick the winner and then I send her their name and she finishes the job." So I'm still kind of in the middle. But like for me, that was like the best way I could walk. I had to talk that through with her. She kind of sat there and listened while I verbally processed, bless her soul. And I was like, okay, like the two things I want say in are picking out the giveaway. And then I want my face to be in that Facebook Live. And that takes my time and just the mental load because all of these things are simple, like duplicating an old form and editing it. It only takes five or 10 minutes. But the problem is, if everything only this and only that, like you just never give it away. So it's such like a vicious cycle. So for mm-hmm. me, it's just been building a skill set in how to even articulate to people what I want them to do. And then just peeling away at the onion for years. Like I wish I had a better answer. Maybe someone else has some like magic wand. I mean, ideally, you could also just hire someone who literally figures it all out for you. For me, I'm in this like in-between place in my business where I'm like 90% administratively leveraged and I have this last chunk of stuff that was like kind of easy for me to keep going with. But it's funny, like this crazy thing happened after I became a mom of two where my mental load felt like it Mm -hmm. went 10 times bigger instead of two times bigger. And I started to feel very agitated by things that I previously didn't really resent holding on to or feel that like that tension of like, this is crazy. Like, why am I still doing Google Sheets at given my like, whatever, (laughs) like all the people Mm -hmm. around me and everything that I know how to do. So so what happens is like yesterday in that meeting with Alicia, I identified I was like, okay, like this goes on 
what I call like my big rocks to do list. Like I'm right, it's right next to me right now while we're talking. It's write up instructions for Alicia on how to do contests. And in this case, it's actually already halfway written up. I just need to like add the other pieces that I was still doing and then give it to her all the way. And then I'll stop in a second and actually let you talk. And the last piece though is being really bold and fearless about giving feedback on anything that needs to be refined, edited, or done a little bit differently next time. And for me, that is all about my chemistry with the person. Like, A, they need to be of a caliber where their work is generally good. But for me, like to give feedback to people who work for me, I just have to feel so safe and I really have to jive with them. And I I also have to have this trust that they are really emotionally mature and that it's safe to give them feedback and I don't have to worry about them getting like really bent out of shape. I have that with the people who work with me. It's priceless. And if you're missing that ingredient, it makes all of this really hard because the fear of, well, what if they do it and I don't like it? And then you feel stuck that you can't talk to them about what to refine. That part is crucial. And I found that this like chemistry piece is is an essential ingredient that I didn't always value at the level that I've now come to understand. Because I don't want to, as like a leader, I can't be responsible for helping people through much of a personal growth journey. Like I'm obviously down to have really deep chats if anyone really knows me. But ultimately, like people need to be at a certain point to work with me where I'm not like dancing with their insecurities and baggage just as I don't want them to have to dance with mine. So that was a really long-winded answer on how I delegate. But tell me what you're hearing and thinking with all of that. (laughs) Yeah, no, I like to unpack that. So I feel what I heard is I think in my head, I was thinking that I needed to like go all in and hire a person and pay like a lot of money up front. And if I'm hearing correctly, what I like is like being willing to start small and build it. Like that's what you did. Like you built it and sure you got to the point where you have a full admin, but like, I don't need to put that pressure on myself. I need to be willing to build it and then grab what I want help with and leverage and actually say, okay, what do I want to do and what don't I want to do? And then talk to her about it. This is what I need you to do. Yeah. And I feel like for better or for worse, I've bootstrapped my business and it's very profitable for my business model. Like I don't personally produce, which means I pay a split to an agent, one of my team members on every deal. And generally when you do that, like your profit margin goes in the toilet. So like most teams, the team owner never stops producing because that's where most of your margin is. So for me, I have been really thoughtful about staffing and overhead to make my business model work for me and to be able to pay the people who work with me really well. So I bootstrap. I do give things in pieces. I am really thoughtful about who does what and and how I can, you know, figure out ways to be really cost efficient with things. And at times that's kept me doing a lot more myself. But that's just the journey that like I'm comfortable with. So I think I also want to empower anyone who's listening to this to have the same aha you did of like this fear of what if I bring someone on at a huge salary? It's a huge commitment. It's a lot to teach them at once. It's a major way to, you know, it's just a major undertaking. And that's not bad. But if you just want to baby step, I just want to give you like explicit permission. When you have someone as awesome under your nose as you do, Laura, like start there. And then it continues to evolve, right? Like for me, it started with stagers and errand runners. 
back in 2013, I think. And here we are 11 years later, and I have the most detailed PNP policies and procedures <laughs> manual in the world. But it, it, it's been a labor of love for all of that time. So it's just like anything in business. It's these like tiny micro habits accumulate into huge things over long periods of time. Yes. No, and I like, I think I just got full circle and like a huge aha, which I felt like very stuck. And I, I do not feel stuck. Like I feel like I know what my first step is of really kind of keeping a running list, like when I'm in that moment of things that I don't like to do and making sure I put that on a list somewhere and then start looking at that weekly being like, do I need to write down a policy and procedures on it? How can I give this away? Do I have this coming up this week? Like, I don't like to go drive around and do all my errands. Like, what do I have? And kind of creating that, like, I don't want to do list. And making sure it gets done and I can give it to somebody else. Yes, 100%. Yes. And one thing I will say, whenever I realize something should be delegated and I'm not in a terrible crunch, I always document it right then and there. And I get a, like a sick satisfaction out of it where I'm like, well, at least I won't be doing this again. <laughs> so that would be my encouragement of like, don't even just put it on a list to document, although that's totally a win. Just try documenting something while you do it. It definitely takes a little more time. But if you're already like opening up the link and copy and pasting that thing you usually do, like whatever it is, I'm like speaking very administratively right now. But like we all have like it's what you said early on, like as realtors, there's a lot of like really minor tasks that are beneath someone, if you will, but they are crucial. (laughs) I wish I had like a great example. I don't know if you can think of one, but like they're countless. They're all day making sure a lockbox gets installed on the right time or you know that the sign doesn't go up too early and you don't get fined by the MLS for not being in the MLS yet like there's just so many minor things that have relevance later so it's just building building i view all my checklists as living breathing documents everything is a refinement everything's a chance to improve it comes back to the perfectionist thing full circle like it's kind of cool for me. It takes the pressure off. Like we just get, I just get better. My team gets better. I know you get better by iterating. And then I don't have to be so attached to getting it right. Exactly right. The first time. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes perfect sense. Or have this like perfect someone coming in and here's all the things that you're going to do. Like it takes that pressure off of being able to be leveraged at a very smaller level, but with a really big impact. Yeah. And like, that's the growth, right? Like you, as an example, you document something for the first time and then some person sits down with it and is like, there's huge holes here. I I don't know how to get from step one to two. You miss three things. But like, that's how you learn. Like I've learned to document because people worked off of my instructions and then I understood just how granular I needed to be. And th- And then again, I call it the dirty work. It's the same term that I use when you have to like sit down and get all your contacts together for your database. It's like every new or existing real estate agent's worst nightmare. But I'm like, do the dirty work once and then you never have to do it again. You just maintain it, which is like a totally different level of project and habit. So this is just in that same category of like, when you get sick enough of being at your plateau, it's like, okay, I'll sit down and document some things. That's actually less painful than continuing the way I've been going. Yeah, yes. 100%. <laughs> gosh, something so small with such a huge impact. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I've loved this conversation. Is there anything we want to say to put a bow on it? I mean, I think everybody's aha can always be a little bit different, but my biggest one was I was just 
I was just thinking a totally different direction. And so I talking to someone else, you know, who has what I would desire, you gave me the stepping stones and I thought they were completely different. And the small changes that you can make in your business, like the policies and procedures is a very small thing. But if I'm willing just to chip at it, it's going to leave a big impact in one month, three months, six months, and in a whole year, I will be a lot more leveraged than I am right now. Yes. I, I think you've ended it perfectly. I just want to add one thing. Like, give yourself permission to, like I've given you the Tina formula, the Lara formula for delegating and documenting and teaching people is absolutely going to be different. So it's more just like use this as a starting point, discover your secret sauce, update me because I want to know. And just remember that it's just a mat. Like I only figure this stuff out by taking some small action. And when I'm stuck, it's always a conversation that I need to have. I, I could give you a bunch of examples of conversations I've had just in the last 48 hours that moved the needle where I just needed to talk to someone outside of my own head and ping off of them. And then suddenly a new pathway opens. You said it to me a few weeks ago. I was like really down in the dumps. I'd, I'd just gone through a really hard situation in my team. And you said, when one door opens, three more open. And I was like, what? I, I just <laughs> thought when one door opens, another one opens. But you told me three could open. It was like such a great saying. So I'll leave you all with that. One door Ooh. closes, three more open. <laughs> Love it. Love it. All right. We'll be back for more soon. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'd love your feedback. Hit us up on Instagram. Email us. Check out the Relationship Driven Facebook real estate group. And we'll be here to chat more soon. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the High Performance Agent Podcast. Make sure to subscribe by hitting the follow button so you don't miss the next episode. And check the show notes for links to all of my goodies, including my newsletter filled with tips for ambitious agents. You can also find me on Instagram at Tina Bellavo. Talk to you soon.